Greetings, troubled listeners. This is Renee sitting with my co-host, the original trouble man for trouble times, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Hey, nation. What is going on out there, nation? We're uh, back here at Mix, returning to the scene of the original yeah. crime, original yeah. sin of the, uh, yeah. the, the, the car cast. The car cast. We uh, got a bit of a late start coming out of the, out of the shoot tonight. So, so we're this, not in the ring room. Basically. We're not in the ring room. No, we're we're uh, we're taking another stab out here at, at mix. Right, our, our new microphones that uh, are going to be nice and crisp. These are new. They well, sound, it's, uh, uh, when when we did the car cast, we were using the other microphone. Okay, that's why we had to be in our car because it was so noisy out here. Right, microphones picked up everything. But these uh, close mic, close mouth mics. You know, that's just picking us up, and you just hear uh, the uh, that that thing that sounds like car noise on the tires on the street is actually the beach. It's actually uh, <laughs> the surf lapping up at, at our heels. Right? Yeah, the levee is broken, and it's the water coming through. No, actually, you know, it's been so fucking hot lately. It's a very comfortable night right now. Yeah, yeah. The you past know? couple of days, it's cooled down a little bit, and uh, now if you're in the sun, of course, it's very hot. Right, but uh, once the sun goes down, yeah. you know, it's still very humid here, as always, you know. But it's, it's cooled down to a, a cool, crisp seventy-nine degrees. So we're <laughs> at eight o'clock at night. <laughs> really yeah, it's seventy-nine. Yes, yeah, we're laughing in luxury over here, people. <laughs> I can feel the sweat on my balls drip. <laughs> I was wondering what yeah. that was. Yeah, exactly. You know, but the uh, nation, listen. I know you're troubled just like we are. I'm so troubled. I woke up this morning and I thought to myself, what the fuck is going on? And then I realized that my life is basically every scene that Roy Scheider's in in All That Jazz. (laughs) Have you ever seen that movie? It's a great movie. I love it. Well, my life is every scene of his in All That Jazz where he just wakes up and says, showtime. After he pops 40 pills, smokes 80 cigarettes in the shower, you know, downs five cups, pots of coffee, and then starts drinking before 10, you know. And then he goes to work, and he's brilliant at his job. That's basically how I feel my life is. It's either that or Ernest Borgnine from every episode of McHale's Navy. So, um, I don't know what (laughs) Anyway, anyway, so I'm glad to be back, you know. It's glad to be back. We've had a... Had a wild week. Um, really? Well, not wild. I, I'm just doing a lot because you know the whole thing with my life is uh, I'm I'm uh, taking care of a kid and a wife who who's had surgery, so she's recovering from surgery. So I have to do two jobs now. Um, which I don't mind because that's what love is. So you have you to know? yell at yourself. I yell at myself. In the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> I say, fuck you, Manny. You say, no, fuck you. Uh, you know, fuck you. Manny. Yeah. Well, who the fuck do you think you are? Get out of my house. Get out of my room. You know? <laughs> I hate you, daddy. <laughs> you know, all that stuff, you know? Uh. Well, actually, it's not Daddy; it's Poppy. She Poppy, right? Poppy. <laughs> yeah. So you're doing your daughter's job too. Yeah, I'm doing her job you're too. Right. No yeah. wonder you're tired, man. Yeah, I'm very tired. It's okay though. It's like uh, you're going to pull through. I'll now. pull through it. I'm, a, you know, I have uh, a couple things going for me, and uh, as soon as I find chicks out what they, you. yeah, chicks dig me and alcohol. Yeah, there and, you go. That's all you uh, need, man. Alcohol. Just hang on. And there's just... no fucking. It's too hot to have holidays. I, I don't go out in this heat, so I just stay 
home, that kind of thing. Right. So I'm cool with that. You so know? you haven't been going to the, the many festivals that, that are uh, no. around? No. What I, about, uh, what about uh, you know, it's Pride Month. Uh, you have any plans um, going going down to the French Quarter to to make the scene? Well, I yeah, I he- heard about Pride Month, and I've seen all the rainbow flags all right. over the place and stuff, which I think is a beautiful thing. Oh yeah, uh, no, I, it's I, part I won't, of our community, part yeah, of our troubled nation. Yeah, it's part of the nation that's troubled. But there's one thing I will not do is I'm not going this Saturday to see this naked bike run. There's no fucking way no, I'm doing that. No, who wants to see that? Yeah, uh, to I'm me, certainly I'm, not going to let him use my bike. Yeah, I'm not going to use my bike. And to me, being naked on a bike seems so fucking uncomfortable. Yeah, it seems like the worst place to be naked, yeah. just about. Yeah. Except uh, for uh, school, you know, like in, in your dream, you know, yeah. you show up at school and you're naked. That's, naked. that's not good. Yeah, but I mean, can you imagine being on this bike run and you have a 10-speed seat? Mm-hmm. You, know? <laughs> you know, if you have a cruiser seat, maybe you're a little bit more comfortable. But I'm like, if you hit a pothole, fuck it, you're done. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> <laughs> you hit a bumper pothole, which are very frequent in oh, the yeah, city. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, they're everywhere. You know? But I just don't understand because I've seen pictures and I've seen video of this. this they, they do it all over the world. It's not just New Orleans. Right. They do it everywhere, you know, uh, San Francisco, Madrid. Now, do they let them do this? The cops just let them do that? You know, I, I guess so. I guess they don't want to take them in. You yeah, know, who wants to come? Who wants to frisk them? You know, right. <laughs> I don't want to frisk anybody. You know? But you know, the thing that you know, especially I feel you know, because uh, usually the p- photos and videos I've seen, especially here in this town and in other places too, is like. These people that are naked are probably the most ugliest, fattest fucks I've ever seen. <laughs> there's nobody you want to see yeah, naked. Yeah, there's nobody I want to see naked, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, it's, I, it's, the woman's uh, body is a beautiful thing. It's a piece of art. It's a work of art. The man's body is like, you know, fuck it. I don't yeah. have to see it. <laughs> I barely look at my body in the mirror, you know? I don't want to see yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to see that, especially on a bicycle bouncing and jiggling, <laughs> you know? A girl, usually those pictures are of these just these, these women with, with who, who got a tattoo when they were 16, and now they're like 60. Right, right. And this tattoo is dripping <laughs> down their belly fat oh, or their arm fat, you know. Oh, and and I just, I, you know, it's, it's nothing. I'm, and I'm not going out there to see this, you know. And, and they're throwing beads and stuff like that. I don't Jeez. know where they keep yeah, them. Yeah, where they keep them. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. They're, they're throwing, they're throwing their, their throws and their medallions and stuff. And, wow. But it goes through, like, the Marigny and the Quarter and uh, it's... Sure, it, the Bywater. The Bywater area yeah, and stuff like that. Figures. Those neighborhoods, yeah. Right. Like, can, right. can basically not, not coming through my neighborhood. No, <laughs> they best not come through my neighborhood because I, I will smite them down, as they say. I will smite them. <laughs> I love that word, smite. It's a good one. Yeah, it's it, a great it, word. We don't get to use that enough. <laughs> all right, all right. Just, just got arrested, man. How about that? I like that. I mean, say, Public arrest. You can't man. get arrested in this town. I just yeah, got arrested. You just man. got arrested. Exactly. Good for you. Thank you. you Thank know? you. Um. Yeah, so that's uh, that's one thing that's happening this weekend because of the whole pride thing, is that the uh, people on bikes now th- those things are linked somehow. What the 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 naked bike ride I, and pride? You know, week? I I, I assume in your mind I, I just assume it's linked. linked. I, I just assume <laughs> that you know they're linked because there's going to be people who just want to walk around naked, don't even go on a bike and just yeah. walk around naked. And that's cool this weekend too. Apparently the cops the are assless cool. The chaps are cool. I know that that's that's a good, that's, <laughs> yeah. a, that's a popular look. Right. So, um, you know, I think the cops, you know, probably would 
thinking to themselves, boy, I could be doing something else. I could be fighting crime right now, but I have to fucking deal with this. They don't want to fight crime yeah, anyway. They yeah. don't, they, you know. It's, so why not get paid to watch a bunch of flabby themselves. fucks yeah, just yeah. walk down or ride down and stuff? And, you know, uh, well, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing after that. You know. um, okay. So uh, have you been following the NBA finals at all? Uh, you know, as a sports fan, yes, but as a as following it like I would if my team were in the finals, no. Do you have a basketball team? Yeah, my, I grew up with the Lakers. The Lakers, Lakers, okay. A historic, you know, NBA franchise. Sure, sure. So, they were they 16 were they were championships. Big deal when when you were growing up. Oh yeah, I had uh, when I was a little kid. You know, I had like Wilt Chamberlain, Jerry West. Wow, wow. I watched those guys Cause play. Because you're 80. Yeah, because I'm 80 years old, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, the 80s came around. I had Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul. And yeah, my, my Kareem, wow. My man. favorite player, James Worthy, who right. who just was the coolest fucking guy ever. He was just, he never got excited. He was just like calm and cool. Yeah. Like, nothing ever phased him. Nothing. I like that. And, about, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and he just, and, and back then, they played defense. See, nowadays, they don't play defense. Right, That's right. Everybody just goes out there and throws up threes. They're just <laughs> flogging it. And then, of course, you know, the Kobe Bryant Lakers. I was a huge fan, too. I've got, yeah, uh, man. I actually... Uh, they really had quite a run there, huh? Yeah, well, yeah. What happened, man? What, 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 what went bad? What, well, what went bad was... What, what happened was, for the Lakers as a fan, um, what happened was the GM at the time, Mitchell Kupchak, wow, who was a Laker... Okay. And but he tore up his knee like his second year in the league. He was actually a very good player. Yeah, he tore up his knee, and it took him three years for a comeback. It's tough on the legs, man. Yeah. Tough on the knees. Especially tough on the ankles. Especially man. if you're like six ten, six nine. You know, yeah. that tall where you're jumping up and you're three hundred pounds of you are falling. You know, right, or, right, right, or two hundred pounds. A lot of stress. Like. Yeah, but he made a comeback, and he came back. Uh, for basically one, two games in his career, he came back to play against the Celtics in the finals, which we beat the Celtics. Uh-huh. And he had an amazing two games, and they won the championship. He got his ring. He never played again. Wow. But he became the general manager. He stayed in the organization as oh, a okay. scout. Uh-huh. But the funniest thing, one of the funniest things ever was when the 80s Lakers, me and a buddy of mine were at some 24-hour diner in Westwood, California, and my, my my buddy Dick Rude, we we're sitting there drinking coffee, you know, eating some pie, or whatever. And we see Mitch Kupchak. And uh-huh. He's sitting there by himself. He's reading the paper. And my we leave, and my buddy my buddy Dick Rude goes up and goes, "Hey, man." Aren't you Magic Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, "Fuck you." He basically he said it. He just would look at him. Mm, yeah, I could just squash you, fucking five seven kid. Because he's you know both of me, me and him were like five seven, uh-huh. you know, five eight. He was like, I could just stomp on you right now. We just walked away. But then years later, he became the GM, and he did some. He did very well. He he was under the tutelage of Jerry West, who's who's fucking everything he touches turned to gold. Jerry West as a GM. Um, but then Mitch made the one biggest mistake ever. When Kobe Bryant was like 35 years old, it was like 34, he gave him like this fucking 
outrageous contract. Uh-huh. You know, like you know, eighty billion or something like that for uh-huh. three years or something. So basically, all the money the Lakers had was strapped to Kobe, to who was who was on the last legs of his career. Right. He was declining, so they couldn't buy free agents. They couldn't rebuild the team. They couldn't rebuild the team. So they're basically they're rebuilding. They're Maybe, still suffering. From, yeah. from that. Yeah, that they're mistake. still suffering. Well, so Kobe's had, been out of the league for a while. Huh? Well, uh, about three or four years. So they've been oh, suffering please. for about I'd say five six years. They've been suffering. Oh, okay. Um, even though LA is the marketplace to go to for if you want to get shoe endorsements and all that kind of stuff, you yeah. Know, if you want to be seen and get sponsors, you know, you could be on talk shows and all that. They haven't been able to lure anybody, any big names, because they've been so bad. Right, right. Yeah, well, nobody wants to go to a losing team if they can help it. Well, the <clears throat> NBA is different than like a lot of other sports uh, because. The franchises, like in the NFL and baseball, they depict, you know, what's going on. Where in the NBA, the players pretty much rule. Okay. They, they kind of just say, no, 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 we're doing this. We're doing this and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it, I can go on and on about this. It, it's, um, so basically, I have been watching. I watched a little bit of last night's game. Yeah. And I can tell. I've been watching sports enough. I could tell that right in that middle third quarter, I said, mm, they had their shot. Cleveland did, uh-huh. and that was it. They couldn't hit their shots. They, they missed some free throws. It's over. Golden State's just that good. Sure, sure. Well, yeah, when you have so much talent on one yeah, team, yeah. you know, everybody doesn't yeah. have to have their best game. Right, um, right, exactly. I have so much talent. and they're, But they're one of those teams now that everyone, like, loves to hate now because they're that good. But I don't, to me, honestly, you know, I listen to sports talk a lot. People are trying to put them as one of the best teams ever. I don't see it. Yeah. I don't see that at all. I think they're a team for this kind of age of basketball where it's run and shoot, run and shoot. Nobody plays defense. Basically, you know, there's a 24-second clock in basketball. Sure. They do like a 7-second clock, a 7- and 12-second clock. That's how fast they are. That's how the just ball. boom, boom. And, but they've got shooters to make those shots. Right. You know, if you could shoot 50% for them, then, you know, if you're putting up 23s and you hit 10 of them, that's 30 points right there. Right, right. You know? You know, because you're putting them up that fast. You know, I did notice, um, I was watching some of the, the uh, semifinal series mm-hmm. with Golden State, and I, and I noticed that uh, um, they were playing the Clippers, right? Uh, or no, they were no, playing uh, they were the Houston playing Rockets. The Rockets, yeah. So, but I noticed that when the Rockets would start getting physical with them, push them around a little bit, yeah. it really would rattle them. Because, right, you know, like, yeah. they're, they're, they're not, they don't have a lot of size, you know? Yeah. And, uh so I don't know. I mean, maybe I guess you know their their talent is just so much. Well, the problem so is if you're going to beat them, you need see what here's what happened about ten fifteen years ago. The center was always the dominant player, the big guy, the big man. Okay. But now the guard is the dominant player, the guy who can dribble and right. shoot off the ball handler. I'm sure your son can tell you this too. Yeah, yeah. I hardly know anything. In fact, yeah. uh, until my son started playing basketball, I couldn't even yeah. watch a game because I didn't know what was going on. Right. It didn't make any sense to me. You know? Right. No, no. But see, thing is, is like back when I was growing up and stuff, if you watch like the center, you could tell that everything revolved around the center, the play they were setting up. Now everything is the guard just dribbling and dribbling, and then there's back cuts and stuff like that. There's really no plays anymore. I don't see any plays anymore that are actually... So a coach can just... The coach of the, of the, the Warriors has even admitted, well, I don't need to be there. Yeah, he, he just kind of manages... He's yeah. more of a manager Yeah, than, he's a personality a manager. Uh-huh, right. You know, things happen in the locker room, or he deals with the press for his players. You know, it's like he's basically said this. He goes, well, I don't need to be there. Yeah. They're doing it. 
You know, they're scoring 120 every night. Right. They, these and, guys know how to play and basketball. I'm getting, I'm getting all these pats on my back. You uh-huh. know, <laughs> like, well, no, you don't deserve shit. You know. Yeah, I like I like Steve Kerr. He's, he strikes me as, uh, you know, he always comes to this player's defense. Well, he's very honest. Yeah. He's a very honest guy. I liked him as a, a color commentator for years because huh. he used to do the TBS color commentator. Really? Uh, but he's had the privilege, though. See, he played with Michael Jordan's Bulls. And then he got traded to Tim Duncan's and David Robinson's Spurs. Okay. So he played, he, you know, he was fortunate to get all these championship rings and stuff. Uh-huh. And then he never coached a day in his life. And all of a sudden, someone gives him a job at Golden State. Wow. Because of, you know, his resume, which was just having rings. Uh-huh. Because he okay. was right on the coattails of Jordan and Duncan and guys like that. Right. But so, then he turned out to be a good personnel, I mean, a good manager of, of basketball good, players. Yeah, you know? I think he's what they call a, a, a people manager, whatever they want to call it. I, I don't know what they call it. People these. person. A people person, but he's a, he's a guy, a, a relegator of, you know... I don't know what you call them. Yeah, we should get off this topic. Yeah. I can hear people switching off as, right. as, we, as, as we speak. speak. Because nobody cares because their team's not in it. My team's not in it. Well, Who gives a fuck? Did we, uh, did we mention that this is the Trouble Men podcast? Yes. Uh, I think we did. We okay. And we talk to the nation. Because it is. And um, stop bumming my nation, nation. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's, let's all... Uh, well, you know, we have some, uh, some Trouble Men podcast news, which is that uh, we have... You know, I've been following the the downloads that we have. And oh yeah! Up till yeah. now, they've all been in the U.S. But as of this week, we have four downloads from Russia. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not sure how they they found out about us, but uh, you know, apparently we're 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 going global here. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> how do you find that out? It's just uh, you know, you I, just, have, you... I have I uh, have the our our. our Crack our, staff, our crack staff, monitoring, yes, all, this, monitoring yeah. all the, the yeah. feeds, you know, and and oh, uh, cool, Russia, yeah. So wow. we're you know, uh, so welcome, troubled Russian listeners. Yeah, troubled Russian. I'm sure there's many of you out there. <laughs> I know sure there's a lot of trouble there. <laughs> you know, I feel your pain. Okay, we're feeling it too, baby. Okay, uh, greetings, uh, comrade yeah. Vladimir. Skull, whatever they say out there. I don't. Know. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. I don't know what that is. It's, it's like a tobacco product. I don't know. Um, well, don't, don't uh, they say uh, no? Nastrovia skull. There you go. That's oh, how okay. they toast. Right. Nastrovia skull. I think right. that's. Well, you're drinking uh, vodka. Yeah, right I'm now, drinking right? the Russian vodka right now. I love you, people. Yeah, man. Stop. So, uh, you know. So drop on into the nation anytime you want. We're here for you. Yeah, Let tell, us know how uh, you feel. Tell Czechoslovakia about us. Yeah. Tell. Czechoslovakia, and tell Kamchatka, because that's one of my favorite places, Kamchatka. I don't think either of those countries actually exist anymore, <laughs> Czechoslovakia. They do, on the, they do on the risk board. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the board game risk, they still... They still right, yeah. right. Speaking about countries that uh, maybe exist still, I have no idea, maybe they do. Um, I was, you know, I like to watch the Jeopardy. I'm a big the Je- Jeopardy. Yeah, okay. I'm a big Jeopardy fan. A big Jeopardy. never heard it called the Jeopardy, but <laughs> well, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, the Jeopardy. <laughs> okay, you know? it sounds like something an old every person s- would say. Well, <laughs> look who you're staring at, man. Come on. <laughs> but w- I was watching the Jeopardy, and then the Jeopardy turned into the Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> sure. Okay, and then the Wheel of Fortune started, and um, this guy was spinning. And his name was like Charles from Savannah, Georgia, whatever. And he won this trip. And he was like this, he was a very good looking black man with a really cool suit and stuff. Uh-huh. And he won, he guessed the, 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 uh, the prize puzzle, he guessed it. And Pat Sajak comes up and he goes, oh, that's a prize puzzle. And you know where you're going? You're going to Nepal. 
And the guy just looked like, hell no, I ain't going to Nepal. There's no fucking way I want to go to Nepal. What are you, nuts? I'm not going to Nepal. But he was like sitting there with a big grin like, yeah, okay, Nepal, Nepal, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I can sell it. Yeah, I can sell it. Well, he could if he wanted to. Yeah, that's Now, do they allow you to sell your prize? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. I had a buddy of mine in like... So I know you have to pay tax on it. Yeah. I had a buddy of mine who in the late 80s, he was a, he was a semi-working actor, um, went on the new dating game. Okay. He, just to get out, get more on his resume. Right, you know? right. And the girl picked him uh-huh. to go on a trip to Palm Springs, you okay. know, a weekend in Palm Springs, you know, and all that. But what happens is they met each other backstage. You know, they, they don't see each other the whole show. Then she picks him. Then they actually meet. And then he realized and she realized, no, no, no this ain't going to work. Yeah. So they, there's a buyout. They just buy him out. Oh, okay. The trip's worth like, you know, 1000 or 1200 They give him like half of it. What's what it was. Oh, worth. okay. So you don't have to go. Yeah, you don't have to go. Uh-uh, yeah. You don't want, you know, like uh, I was watching The Wheel today and there was this guy won a trip to Hawaii. <laughs> what like, is so wrong with that? It's funny. <laughs> it's like you watch your stories and then, <laughs> then the sto- wheel comes and on. And the wheel comes on. <laughs> oh, here's something I find interesting about this, uh, this area we live in. Um, I've met so many people, especially in the last month or two, who refer to the evening as like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Have you ever met anyone like this? Maybe. I don't know. No, there's, there's, there's been some people I've dealt with in the last couple months. It's been about a, a handful of them where I said, you know, I talked to one of my coworkers who's like the, does the scheduling for the employees. And I said, I said well, when is, uh, what's her name coming in? Because uh, she's supposed to be here by now. Uh-huh. And, and, and she goes, no, no, she's not coming in until the evening. Like in the evening, we close at four o'clock. <laughs> Wednesday, what do you mean the evening? She goes, oh, like two, three o'clock. Well, that's the evening? That's afternoon. Yeah, that's afternoon to me. So who co- and then it happened again. Huh. Where someone referred to like four or five o'clock or even as the evening. Is it the eve before the neen? And then the neen because night? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know this thing. It's like making groceries almost. It's like, I don't understand it. Yeah. I mean, you've never heard this before. I guess I haven't. No, okay. it's, it's, I didn't hear it, it until like odd. about six weeks ago. When about three or, four, three or four people refer to like three o'clock in the afternoon as the evening. Maybe they go to sleep at seven or something. <laughs> you know, maybe they're maybe that's it. <laughs> you know, they're just early birds. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, they eat dinner shit. at four. You know, nighttime is night. You know, they, you know, they eat dinner at four. Then they watch the Jeopardy and then the wheel and then they go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's midnight, eight o'clock. We call it midnight. Yeah, exactly. You know, I could hate to be around those people on New Year's Eve. Jeez. Yeah, no. Okay. But yeah. So anyway, that's I just want to talk about. I thought that was funny that this guy was like, "There's no fucking way I'm going to Nepal." Yeah, it's like a prison sentence. Yeah. You know, for uh, so what else has you got going on here? Man? Uh, you know, so uh, you playing around? You doing your thing? Um, yeah, played play, played a gig last night. Played a gig at the uh, the Columns Hotel. It was a wedding at ah. the Columns Hotel. So people got married. I played a gig with uh, Lynn Drury there. Oh, you play with her a lot? Yeah, yeah. Play play with her a fair amount. Played uh, jazz fest with her. She's very talented. Uh, She's you know, a great singer, singer, songwriter. Really good guitar player. Really solid. You know, rhythm player for a woman. You think? No, no. She plays. She's she's a really good musician. You know, plays great time. Um, you know, band plays. Sounds like a record when it's playing. It's, it's she has a great drummer who who sings high harmonies with her. He's been with her for I don't know fifteen years on and oh, off. Great. And uh, so, and he and I play real well together. So, so we had this you know nice party at uh, the the columns open bar. Everybody's 
drinking their faces off. Then they had uh, an after party at the Portside Lounge that I've spoken about before. It's oh, the, the New Orleans premier tiki bar in Central City. Is that the place where you jumped on the chair? Jumped in the chair. Oh, you played? You got on top of a chair? Or oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. No, no. Uh, all right. Then I'm, I, I, <laughs> that was know. a ballroom. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. Right. But uh, no, no. So so went there and... Uh, I don't know, it's got, got into my head to, to, you know, so the band was invited, but only Lynn and I wound up going to this after party. Okay. So, you know, talking to all these people from the, from the, uh, the, the wedding reception, you know, was, we didn't, we were playing the whole time. They saw us playing, but then they were right. like, oh, you're here. And, and I, I thought it would be funny to, uh, to say, yeah, you know, it's really wild that this is y'all's, the day you got married, you got married today because this is actually me and Lynn's fifth anniversary. Oh, as, 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 oh, oh! You guys were married. Well, I was kind of saying, you, like you know, oh, it's, 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 our, anniversary. it's our fifth anniversary today. Oh. I feel like going, really? Wow, that's well, congratulations! Oh, it's so wild. God. So you led them on, and year. then and Lynn's going like, "That's not true." I'm going, "Yes, it is." <laughs> She's going, "That's not true." I'm going, "Yeah, it is." So it don't is listen true. to her; it's true. <laughs> They're looking at us both like, well, is it or isn't it? Honey, I think I know our day, <laughs> our anniversary. Finally, I go, no, I'm just, I'm just making that up. I'm just fucking with you. Yeah. Like, Where's see, the bar? See how easy yeah. it is to like make fun? You know, you just say something. It doesn't have to be true. Then you can tell them it's not true. But it's, it's funny, right? Right, exactly. I it, came home and told my wife I'd done it, you know, so just to... So she didn't think I was out there, you know. Yeah, with Lynn Drewy. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, it's, it's great to do that. You know, nothing better nation, troubled nation, is to fuck with people. You get so much, I get, I get so much uh, gratification when I can just like, um, in fact, here's, a, here's an example. Here's an example. Uh, I bumped into this woman and her family, who I know. I say, hey, how you doing? What's been going on? She goes, well, I've taken up yoga. Yoga. And I go, yoga? What the fuck can be gained from yoga? And then she starts rattling off all this stuff. Well, inner peace, I feel healthier, I'm more toned. And she starts rattling off like 12, 13 things oh, about okay. yoga. A lot of benefits. Yeah. And I look at it and I go, that's it? <laughs> <laughs> that's it? I mean, really, come on. And she, you know, of course, the typical Manny Chevrolet reaction is like, you know, there's confusion, and then there's there's a smile, there's <laughs> and a recognition, and there's recognition, and then it's like you know, then, then, then oh, denial and acceptance, denial, and then there's the punch in the throat, right? You know, <laughs> to close it. <laughs> you know, but I think that's a really good thing to do to people. Almost like good is is like you know when people say, oh, I'm into uh, model airplanes. Uh -huh. Oh, what, what can you gain from that? What uh -huh. is there to be gained? And when they rattle off everything they the experience from doing model airplanes, then you just say. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> There's no money? I mean, I want to, you know, is there any profit to it or anything right. like this? But that's it? There's inner peace? What the fuck is that? I don't need that. You know, I'm troubled. I don't need inner peace. You know, you got a body core for your yoga, you know, you're toned, you're lost 20 pounds. Right. You know, so anyway, I just... You're going you're gonna to live longer? You realize you're going to live longer. It's like... Are you preparing for that? Yeah, exactly. Are you prepared to live longer yeah. than yeah. Are you're already going to have to live? Are these twelve-year-olds you have are going to be taking care of you when you're like 107? You know, have you have you have you looked at your retirement plan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is <laughs> yoga covered? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, like 
you know, extending your life could wind up being your the your, worst thing the, ever. The, 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 your biggest regret. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> extending your life, you know, that, exactly the worst thing ever. I mean, come on, you got to think a, these things through. You know, well, what it's is not uh, checkers? It's chess, man. You got to you know think several moves ahead. Well, well, what did uh, what's his? I forget his fucking name. He said this, and and they, he was like he was like our age. Uh-huh. And he's a celebrity, and they said, uh, they said, well, how does it feel to be uh, 55? He goes, oh, I'm an old man. They go, no, you're not. You're, you're middle-aged. He goes, nah, I'm an old man. Yeah. I'm an old man. Let me ask you something. Can you double your age and still be alive? You're 55. Can, are you going to be alive when you're 110? Right, right. No, you're not going to be alive when you're 110. So you're old. Right. Well, middle yeah. age. Middle age was like twenty eight. <laughs> said thirty. You know that was it. But we're old. I consider myself an old man. Right. Right. I, I remember a few years ago, a friend of mine turned fifty, and I was saying, "Well, you know, uh, yeah, we're you know we're definitely getting old." And she's like, "Oh no, this is this is I, I'm just middle age." And I said, "Well, if you if you." feel like you're going to live to be a hundred you know <laughs> yeah. then yes but I, I don't, it's probably not going to happen although i i do have a grandmother that lived to be 103 well i had a great grandmother to be but those last four years were tough man right. she would have been much better off if she hadn't hadn't made the uh, centennial mark right yeah well see my great grandmother lived to be 103 but she was from the day you know from the she, old country yeah from the old country and to the day she died she rolled her own cigarettes yeah she had a after breakfast. She had a shot of tequila. Yeah, and before dinner, she had a, a uh, tequila and grapefruit juice. Nice. And then a cigarette after dinner. She lived to be. She did this for her whole life. Yeah, and lived to be one hundred and three years old. Right. You know, but that was a different time, man. You know, she wasn't on the flaca like me. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you know, doing the chiva and all that kind of stuff and smoking the really bad cigarettes. She was smoking the pure tobacco Right, shit, right, right. Know, that kind of stuff. But, Man, uh, you know, I actually, uh, I actually went on YouTube and took a deep dive into the Flocka rabbit hole. <laughs> Holy cow, man. It's amazing. Oh, Just it's a scene, babe. Do it's it. a scene. <laughs> do it, Troubled Nation. Go check out uh, Joe. Check out the Flocka. Yeah. Yes. F L A K K A. The nation knows about. No. Well, it, it took me a while. I'd, you know, we'd even podcasted about it, and you told me about it on several so occasions. But I finally, finally, I finally got on there, and I wasn't really prepared. I mean, I've seen people like that look like they're on PCP or something that do some of that stuff. Right. But then some of the other stuff, where like all the body movements, the yeah. the uh, they really look like something from. Like that uh, twenty eight days later movie where they people catch the rage virus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doing yeah, yeah. all the they become zombies, flesh eating zombies. Well, remember but they're moving in all these really weird ways. Like remember almost, about five like six years ago, it was posted that somebody was caught in Florida eating a body. Oh yeah, that and that, that was a flocka. That guy's video is on there too. If you yeah, uh, yeah it was all because of vod- flocka, not right. vodka. Yeah, <laughs> no, he would have been. should have stuck with the vodka. Yeah. You know? you know, but yeah, I'm telling you, man, it's a, it's a crazy scene. Yeah, <laughs> you know? De- definitely didn't make me want to get any though. Well, no, 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 anymore. No, I mean, no, I don't. Who wants who wants flaca when you can have um, vodka, vodka and gin, yeah, and man. everything else that goes with it. So I'm watching the news lately, and there's something that's on the news, and I don't know what your opinion is on this. I think it's probably a good thing in many ways, but also kind of bad. Um, where is it? Good um, and bad. It's a mixed bag, you're saying. Yeah. Um, well, it's... Like they, anything in life. Yeah. They, the Miss America pageant. Have you heard? Yeah, go on. They're doing away with the bikini right. uh, part right. of the pageant. So I'm watching this, and the first thing that comes to my head is that 
there's 90% of all men who used to watch this pageant are not going to watch it anymore. Okay. You know, because they're watching to see the chicks in the bikinis, the hard bodies right. and stuff like that. And then I'm thinking to myself, you know, there's, what, 51, 52 contestants? Okay. Yeah. One from each state and Puerto Rico and Guam. Guam or whatever, yeah. the, the U.S. Virgin Islands, sure. you know, that kind of stuff. So I'm thinking to myself that... 47 or 46 out of those 52 girls are going well I'm fucked <laughs> there's no way I'm going to win now <laughs> because that's what they you know they, if you got that's, the body you know, right, who cares about what the on. fuck your, your talent is you know right, and, right. And you want, of course they all want to say ventriloquist you yeah, are and, how, and, and they all want to save the world and they want to you yeah, know yeah, better yeah. education it's like fuck it it's all about the swimsuit competition right. you know the first thing that went through my mind is it's really going to make the swimming competition a lot harder the swimming com- there's a swimming competition well when the, when they don't let them wear swimsuits oh well you yeah. know well they're going to do and something I, and else I, th- I thought well you know like they they let them use swimsuits in the olympics right you know yeah so i don't know i mean if if you can use a swimsuit for the olympics for the swimming <laughs> why, why can you not use a swimsuit for yeah, the swimming they're not, in, they're not asking in those, Miss America contest. Not ask, is there ask, no swimming in Miss America? No, there's no there's swimsuits. Right. They don't have to jump in. It, it would be better if they just had a wet t-shirt contest. <laughs> okay, well, maybe that's, what, maybe that's the direction they're going in. Yeah. I don't know. No, I don't think this <laughs> direction. Think no, no, no. This, they want to be... <laughs> Hashtag they, me too. Yeah, they want to be me too. They want to be brains and Tag stuff. Me like, three. Yeah, me three or, or three some. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, no, no. The swimsuits and the swimming in the Olympics, you know, uh, I would dare to see what the fucking East Germans in the 80s would uh, say, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Those women <laughs> who took so many steroids that they're, you know, they're sitting in some East Berlin, like, cottage going, what the hell's happened to me? <laughs> Where's my gold? You had to sell your gold, baby. <laughs> That's what happened to your gold. Anyway, uh, I watched too much TV. Ah, uh, well, you know, <laughs> you're watching just enough to... to oh, there's something keep, else. Keep yourself... Should we uh, take a break real quick? Oh, that sounds good. Okay. Yeah. We're taking a break, Nation. Be troubled as always. Bye. We'll be right back. And we're back. Yes, yes. we are. You know, I uh, saw, I was flipping through the newspaper today as I, as I do every day. You know, you can, you can read the, the news on your phone, but it kind of hurts your eyes after a while, you know. It's, well, it hurts your eyes to, to read yeah, it. Like just just yeah, the, the, the screen, the lit up screen, it's so small, you know. Have I a piece it. of newspaper in your yeah. hand, you can really... You know, especially when you're on the toilet. <laughs> okay, well, I love time. reading. I call my toilet the library. Okay, because <laughs> the only thing that's overdue is my BM. Oh, <laughs> okay, um, all right, nation. So, so you know, I'm flipping through the newspaper, reading it all, feeling the newsprint in my hands. And uh, I saw that the last Munchkin from the Wizard of Oz just died. Oh, the last one, Morty? Was it Morty? Uh, I don't, sure, I don't know. sure. What his name Why was. not? So you know, I'm thinking. So does that mean that the Lollipop Guild is now without representation? Are they unrepresented? Because you remember the the Munchkins. Well, I don't. They said we represent the lolli- Lollipop. But you Guild. know, like about a good percentage of those kid, those Lollipop. We're not just uh, uh, dwarves or midgets, as they used to be. But a lot of them were just kids. 
Okay. In the lolly. So there could be some survivors still, because a lot of them, you know, they, there's only so many midgets you could cast. Well, no, they were munchkins, so they don't have to be, they were just whoever was playing a munchkin well, was maybe. qualified as, as a munchkin. Okay, well, I so don't know. The last well, one, but is he maybe the only one who still had a uh, uh, his, his dialogue? His guild, guild card in, in effect, you're saying? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good Just question. A utor- uh, Nation, rhetorical. if you know the answer, let us know. But yeah, yeah. Write, write us at uh, you know troublemanpodcast at gmail dot com. There you, you go. go to uh, you know follow us on Twitter uh, at troubled podcast. Uh, we have an Instagram account that I'm I'm starting to uh, to work pretty hard. It's uh, troublemen podcast on Instagram. Some good so how old of, was this guy? Uh, you know, I don't know, ninety. Just guessing. God, for didn't for, read the whole thing. Just so was he a kid a when he did it, or was no, he a, uh, a, a midget when I he don't did know. it? <laughs> a little person, <laughs> a little person. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not being PC right now, but but I mean, they did cast most for the speaking roles. Uh, you know, you know, follow the other big road. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, they were little people for sure. Yeah, I don't think they had any children. I don't think I think, those, those I think little as people were background weird. extras. They had some kids. Uh, I don't know. I could I could Google it. I think you know, you might be wrong. I, I anyway, have no idea. Anyway, I'm just I concerned mean, about the guild. I mean, man. because I'm, you got to remember I'm though, back the in the 30s, a lot of it was union and non-union stuff going uh-huh. on. So like, uh, you that know. had to be a union shoot, though, right? Not necessarily for the extras. Wizard no. of Oz? Not no? necessarily. No. I mean, uh, the studio system hated the unions. You know, they did. They fucked the. That's why the. That's why uh, around the around the fifties, early sixties, the studio started dying because of the unions, because of all the independents coming in and making you know their own movies and stuff like that. And then what happened was, the sixties rolled around and it was fucking a golden era for 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 movies in many ways because of the independents. Pe- movies like you know, right. guys like Cassavetes, Kub- yeah, yeah, Cassavetes, Kubrick. And and, and uh, uh, Coppola doing all these films, but then you know what killed everything, and, pe- and people hate to admit this, is uh, Star Wars killed it all. Star Wars killed the independent filmmaker in many ways because that that went to the model of uh, wide opens, so you d- open it at a thousand screens, right? Yeah, exactly. And make all your money in a couple of weeks, right? And, and yeah. dominate the the yeah. field, yeah. And dominate. you can't do that with a with uh, you know with a taxi driver, right? You know, or with a you know uh, reflections in the Golden Eye, which was a John Huston film made in the '60s, you know, which is a brilliant film that no one's ever seen, yeah. You know, um, and but then. But then there was a resurgent because the video came. Video started becoming big. Right. And indie films in the 80s started happening again, like the New York, L.A. thing. A lot of good independent films, guys like Jim Jarmusch. Sure. And, uh, you know, uh, Penelope Spiros making her documentaries and stuff like that. And and, um, what's his fucking name? Waters. John Waters. John Waters, you know, making good indie films that would play at Art House. But... Do we have art houses anymore? I don't even know if we have. Um, well, you know, we have the Broad Theater here in New Orleans, right? That's which kind of in your neighborhood dedicates a screen to the indie filmmaker. Yeah, is that is that it? Just one screen? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. They dedicate one screen to. That's to, a nice nice theater, man. It's great. You know, the Britannia when I was a kid was uh, it was a repertory um, cinema. So they would and they would run a movie. They'd actually run a double feature and it would change every two days cool so you know and this was before videos so you right. couldn't you know you couldn't rent videos yeah. to see a movie but they'd have like wasn't around, they'd have yeah. like uh you know two woody allen movies right that would play for two days or yeah. they'd have like one time i went to see um 
uh, a double bill of Equus and uh, I think it was called The Devils. This movie with, uh, um, oh, damn it, what's her name? It's a really cool uh, movie about, uh, about these Catholic nuns and priests being um, sort devils. of possessed. It's... Uh, um, Vanessa Redgrave. Oh yeah, is the sounds star like a yeah, sounds like a good um, movie. But you know, be. weird movies like that. So yeah. so some some first run art mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. And, and but man, I went there so many times. I took so many dates there because you know you could see these movies that you you know you couldn't see anywhere else. Yeah. They weren't showing anymore. And, right. Well, I don't know about New Orleans. Growing up in L.A., we started getting cable TV like around the late seventies. Oh, okay, yeah, it took us till till the nineties or something. <laughs> no, we started getting there was like this, this subscription TV they called it, where 80s, but the, actually, yeah, um, but around seventy eight, yeah, around seventy, and I'll never forget. But the problem, the thing was, is like you know, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, and and hair, and Woody Allen's Annie Hall are all going to be playing this month. But the thing was, you subscribe to this channel it was like ten bucks a month, which was a lot of money, you know, right? You know. But so one flew over the cuckoo's nest would play Monday through Friday constantly. Oh jeez, <laughs> there was no breaks. And then Annie Hall would play like for four days straight. <laughs> you know, so that was just the baby steps. They were taking. You know, uh-huh. they they got these films. They paid to have these films, and people right. would pay to watch them and stuff like that. But in between, in between. Uh, I remember the cable company in our neighborhood. You could you could buy a Dodger game, a home Dodger game, you know, okay. that kind of stuff. So it was slowly these baby steps. But we had a theater in my neighborhood. Um, we had the Palms Theater, which was owned by this old guy, like the guy the Britannia. Right. And any premiere that he had, it was so cool. You'd go see a premiere of a movie there, and he'd walk out. It would be a Friday night at 8 o'clock. He'd walk out and talk to the audience uh-huh. for like 10, 15 minutes, how proud he was about this and showing this, you know, blah, blah, blah. It was, he, was, he was brilliant. Yeah. The guy was brilliant. That was old, old school. Yeah, he took, took pride in yeah, his took, establishment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like Don Rickles in that movie Dirty Work. Uh, you ever see that movie with uh, Norm MacDonald? No. Where he plays the theater manager, Norm MacDonald, and his buddy work there, and he, uh-huh. just, he just berates them constantly. <laughs> I got to see that, yeah. man. He's only in a few scenes, but he berates them. But there was this other theater called the New Art Theater, uh-huh. which was on Santa Monica Boulevard. And this theater would show a fucking classic movie from the 30s. You know, just independent films or old classics. Every night it would be a different film, a different double feature. Cool, yeah. And then every Saturday night, you'd have the Rocky Horror Picture Show at right. midnight and stuff uh-huh. like that. But I'll never forget, I, I took this, I was trying to impress this girl by going to see a 2001, A Space Odyssey. It was like a Friday night or something. Uh-huh. Like that. had a date and... Where uh, I said, oh, come on, let's go see it. She goes, oh, I've never seen it before. I've heard some things about it. I said, yeah, it's, it's a little hard to watch. I think you might dig it. You know, it's, it's kind of cool. It's artsy. And she was like, you know, an artsy girl with a jet black hair and all yeah, that. Yeah, the bangs. The bangs. And uh-huh. she wore the uh, Betty Boop dresses and, and stuff the, like uh, that. And the cat eye glasses. Right. Anyway, so pick her up. We go to the theater. And all of a sudden, it just starts to pour rain. I mean, it's pouring in L.A., which... But that happens, you know. It doesn't know. usually happen. It's it a rare yeah, occurrence. Yeah, right? you know. Um, and but when it rains, it pours. Yeah, it rains, it pours. Yeah. So anyway, watching the movie, and it's getting towards the end where, you know, the, the uh, Claire, what's his name? Claire Deleu, whatever his name is. He's zooming in the spaceship, and he gets the thing, and the, and the new baby, the new moon is born or whatever, and the music starts going, da, 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 and right at da, da, uh-huh. 
the ceiling of the theater just bursts and all this water goes through. <laughs> <laughs> it starts pouring. All this rainwater comes wow. through. So what? And I told her, I planned this. All. Yeah. <laughs> that's some special effects, I did this for man. you, baby. Wow, that's <laughs> impressive special effects. I mean, I remember when they had uh, scents around, but right. this is ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. No, that, that's something I'll never forget. Uh, I didn't get it. Well, you know, uh, speaking of crime and punishment, this is, uh, you know, I saw the Louisiana legislature recently passed a law making bulletproof backpacks oh, God, legal about this, for, yeah. for school kids. Yeah. So you know what that means, Manny? What, what does that mean? Armor-piercing bullets for your next birthday. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm giving you, armor-piercing bullets. There's more than one way to skin a cat. Well, it's also about that, what's that, Texas governor after that shooting at school? He says, they need more exits. More exits. This, you're, you're this, right. this wouldn't happen if we had more exits. Yeah, really, Jesus dude. Christ. How stupid are some people, man? Well, you, you know, know, so so, and, and to go along with this line of thinking with the the bulletproof uh, bulletproof backpacks. So yeah, we're going to give you bulletproof backpacks, and then more people need to be armed. So, um, can I send my six year old to school with a, with a Glock? Right, can I right. give him my Glock and say, yeah. you know, only use it if. If you're really mad. Right. At pre-K, I'm going to give my little four-year-old a grenade. <laughs> you know, just keep the pin in, honey, until, it, until it, you feel scared. You know? <laughs> until you're really angry. <laughs> until you're really angry, until they have to change your diaper. Then you can pull the pin out. You know, uh, yes, Poppy. Yeah, I could just see my kid. You know, you know, like when you know, like using it as a pacifier, a hand grenade. You know, all of a sudden, like pulling it out, and all of a sudden, it's like it's time to change your diaper. Okay, okay here's something. Though. What do you got? Okay, well, uh, we got. I got a lot of shit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I got it's, tons it's of great. shit. This well, you is know, what happens when I just stay at home watching a moth die in the lamp. <laughs> yeah. I just start writing things. Took two hours, but it was <laughs> worth every second. Yeah, fucking moth. So, you know, uh, camp is back in. Yeah, oh, yes, camp. So m- my daughter is, uh, is a counselor at this camp that both my kids attended. Right. I won't mention the name of the camp, although I okay. could, because the story yeah. I'm going to tell is 100% true. It's, it's okay. completely uh, documented. But uh, so they were having like their counselor training this yes, week, yes. And it reminded me of this this thing that happened when my son was a, uh, a camper there. He must have been like six or seven years old, and mm-hmm. I was got up with him. He was going to go to camp, yeah. and uh, he was in his shorts. I was bringing him his breakfast waffles. He loves waffles. He still eats the shit out of some waffles. Those uh, Ego waffles. I should have bought stock in the company. Anyway. Um, I bring him his waffles, and I see his knee is skinned. And I said, um, what happened to you? I said, I said, how'd that happen? He goes, you don't want to know. <laughs> I said, well, no, now I definitely want to know. Yeah. <laughs> He's six years old, you don't want to know. Yeah. I said, no, I definitely want to know. He goes, well, um, yesterday this uh, lifeguard that is always kind of jokes around and even kind of pushes some of the kids around, you know, he's, he's a little bit of a bully, thinks he's cool. Right. And uh, he, he said... Uh, and he's look, one I'll, of those counselors, he's like 17 years old. Yeah, 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 yeah 16, yeah, 16 17, yeah, okay. but he's a lifeguard. Yeah, my so. daughter next year hopes to be a CIT. Right, right. So, uh, he said, so, he said, here, I'll, let me show you how I can put you in a sleeper hold. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
And he said, so he uh, put me in a chokehold, and then he started really squeezing. And he said, the next thing I know, I wake up, and I'm in the uh, in the counselor's little hut that they have. It's like a, a small building that they can get out it's of like the, the sun. It's aid station. Yeah, yeah. kind of. It's uh-huh. just, yeah, it's, it's yeah. poolside, you know. It's right. like a little portable building that, that they have for the counselors to go. And oh, he said, I'm in, I'm in there, and I'm waking up, and my knee was scraped. He said, the guy must have, like choked me unconscious and then let me let me go or something and i you know i scraped my knee on the he ground was six as I, years old yeah he's he he like six or seven and i'm listening to the story i'm like this is unbelievable i can't this is the most outrageous thing i'm, I'm you know my blood is starting to boil i'm like right. he did what and said <laughs> and look daniel wasn't even going to tell me about it i had right. to drag it out of him even when i said what happened he still didn't want to tell me that's how tough this kid is and, and i was like Oh, he goes, but don't say anything about it. I'm like, Daniel, no, I'm definitely saying yeah, something yeah. about it. I, I said, I can't, with you to camp I can't today. not yeah. say something <laughs> about this. You know, yeah. it's, uh, it's, you know, because this, this kid shouldn't be working there. He right. clearly has yeah. very bad judgment. What else is, who else is he choking? And, yeah, you know, you know, it's like he could have killed you. Choking you know? the monkey. Yeah, you, know, you know, to, to uh, yeah. you know, if, if you'd yeah, been, he uh, killed been a, a lesser soul, you know. Well, Daniel's had some near uh, death experiences. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. They're coming out of the Yeah, yeah, no, no. Daniel's, he's, he's, He's been tested, man. He's, 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 his metal has been tested. Okay. But uh, so so he goes to camp that day, and I show up, you know, right at the same at the time he's going to be going out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, "Yeah, show me who." I show up, and I was like, "Daniel, show me who the kid is." And he goes, "Him." Yeah, uh, go over to the, you know, I made a big stink about it. You know, mm-hmm. the kid wound up getting fired and stuff. You oh know, and, uh, man. But uh, I always, uh, so, you know, when my daughter's going to, to uh, training, I say, well, did they Don't tell you the part about not choking, choking, not choking a, a camper unconscious? Right, yeah. Because they should include that because right. they clearly well, I didn't. I think girls might be different. They just yeah. try to. Uh, well, they train them all together. You I know? think they tease them until they get a, a eating disorder. Right. Girls, right. That's what girls do. <laughs> it's more of a slow burn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's basically what they do. It's going to yeah. affect you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Unlike, unlike uh, you know, harmlessly getting choked unconscious. Right. You know, the thing about if you really know what you're doing, you can put somebody unconscious and won't even cause any brain damage, won't have any permanent, uh, you know, physical damage to you. But that's if you know what you're doing. You could easily, right. somebody that doesn't know what they're doing could crush your larynx, could right. kill you. you know? Exactly. Then, you know, fuck, man. That's heavy duty, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. fucking, yeah, fuck. Well, speaking of camps, I mean, I mean, I don't know if I've said this before, but, um, I mean, you're Jewish. I think a camp would be the last place you'd want to go to. <laughs> it's a different kind of camp. <laughs> I mean, with a whole history and things. Yeah, it's, yeah, it sounds yeah. like more fun than it was, I'm sure, you know, when you say you're going to camp. He's getting choked, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, I, see the, I see the parallel there, but it's turned out a lot better, you know. It's like well, you, 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 complaining didn't do you any good there. That's, that's, a, that's why well, this camp is different, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, complaints are addressed. You're, uh, have you're, you ever seen that kid later in the city? No, no. But it turned out that actually my brother knew his family because, you know, this is such a small town. Yeah, it is a small and, town. And uh, my brother's like, yeah, you know, the family's, the dad's a good guy, you know. Think you know the kid's not not a bad kid, you know, it's just bad judgment, you know. You should let him off the hook. And I was like, okay, well, cool. I'm not, I don't need to, yeah. I don't need to ruin this kid's life, you know. I'm sure that 
that uh, him having to explain to his parents was for sure it was a, a rough few days yeah. and then you know getting fired from Did his you, summer job at the beginning you, of the summer you know that show there was that great show the first season was great the second season was awful on, on HBO it was Gunsmoke no oh. <laughs> no Drive every on. episode was awful I'm just <laughs> okay. not talking seasons <laughs> you know Lauren Green you know uh, uh, anyway um, that Hoss um, Little Joe tr- True Detective did you ever see it on uh, HBO I did yes I saw the first season first was, season was, was amazing great. yes Matthew McConaughey and um, and the other guy one. from Cheers yeah yeah Woody Harrelson. Um, yeah, Woody Harrelson, who's great. Who Daniel played basketball with at Tulane. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you told yeah, me that. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, the second season of True Detective wasn't very good. I, it, was a, it's a, it was a whole different cast, right? And different story. Different story. Like the old magazine, like the old novella, True Detective. Okay. Because everything was a new story, new characters, and all that right. kind of stuff. And, but there is one great scene in one of the episodes of course, there's a lot of sex and violence, and the story wasn't as good as the first season. Just the, the case is, just wasn't as compelling. Right. It was a little more uh, strung out or something. Like it right. Was, well, it it was took place to... in Los Angeles, okay. like in the Valley area and stuff like that. But anyway, I forget the guy, the lead character's name right now. I forget the actor's name. But he's divorced. Of course, he's divorced from his wife. He's got a girl. But he's, he's have a, he has conflict with his little boy, his son, who's like 11 years old. And already wearing ch- dresses. Well, nothing like that. Oh, okay. No, nothing like ahead, that. Not, yeah. But anyway, he goes to pick it. up his kid from school, and he notices that he's got some scrapes, you know, some scratches. Uh-huh. And Around the mouth? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting ahead of Down again. the Sorry. back. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, down the back in yeah, the like anal cavity area. Fingernail marks. This is daddy. Anyway, yeah. he knows, so he, he, you know, he's a detective, so he asks his kid questions, and he says, well, there's a bully. There's a bully. So... <laughs> Fast forward a bunch of scenes, you know, the, he drops a kid off to his wife and she knows the scrapes. He's like, fuck you, I don't, you're not my wife anymore, blah, blah. So fast forward a few more scenes. He finds where this kid lives and this kid's like a 12-year-old kid uh-huh. and he knocks on the door and he just beats the shit out of the kid oh, and says, Jesus. <laughs> just says, you fuck with my kid again. Of course, this is a detective who's got a dope problem, you know, typical true, you know, right, crime right, drama right. stories, you know, you know, like first lieutenant. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Bad Lieutenant. Bad Lieutenant. Yeah, not First Lieutenant. Bad <laughs> Lieutenant. Yeah. Which is one of the greatest movies ever made. That's good um, one, man. Um, so he just beats the shit out. And, it's, it's, and in fact, the series was, wasn't good. That season wasn't very good at all. But that one scene, um, I found I, I very... I think I might have actually seen that. Yeah. But... <laughs> just, he just beats this kid. <laughs> he just beats yes. him. He takes his backpack and he just beats him senseless and like, don't wow. fuck with my that, kid. That won't have any repercussions. Uh, yeah. You can, do, I, you can yeah. get away with that. I think yeah. you can beat up a 12-year-old, right? Nobody's going to say anything. I don't know. Will it? It's TV. <laughs> it's TV. <laughs> yeah, it's Hollywood, you can, you can write it any way you want. It's Hollywood. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> I digress, Nation. Um, no, no, that's what this is about. A big news story, I think, is on the on the radar right now, which I could give a fuck about. But I, at sometimes I think, you know what? Maybe it's a good thing. Collusion. No collusion. I'm talking about plastic straws. Oh yeah, I know. How did that become a big deal? Plastic straws—they're well, so small. Well, apparently they take like twelve years to uh, dissolve in landfills. Uh huh. And. They also burn, I don't know, this, they send ozone or whatever out to the air. Okay. And so there's a whole campaign to get rid of plastic straws. Right. You know, and um, 
I got to be using up way more than my allotment. I, I think I am too. Yeah. I think we're, I am. We're stressing too. the stressing especially, the planet with our plastic straw use. Well, especially over the last thirty years, I think I've been using straws more for you know more than just for drinking. Okay. <laughs> you know. Okay. You know, I remember the foil days. Yeah. Those foil yeah, but days. foil is fine, right? It's not well, it doesn't have any any. Uh, well, that's recyclable. Apparently, these straws aren't recyclable. Okay. Because they're made, there's a coating on the plastic that, that you know, I thought, you know, I put All things... right, people, so take that as a, uh, you know, if you want to do your part for the environment, yeah. smoke your drugs on foil. Don't well, suck them up through well, straws. use a glass pipe or glass. You can make glass straws and stuff like that. You, oh, there's plenty okay. Of so, like, oh, those maybe big just, pens. Those just, big pens yeah. are good. <laughs> Yeah, Remember those big pens? Of, put a piece of tape over the yeah, hole. Yeah, those big pens were good. Or just yeah. your thumb over the hole. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, like a carburetor. A, it's a carburetor. <laughs> it acted as a carb in many ways. You know, so the nation, yeah. The straws, because uh, apparently they don't, they don't, they're not biodegradable because there's a coating on them and stuff like that. Well, couldn't they make them biodegradable? Well, yes, there, there is. There they are, make them out of cornstarch now, right? Well, they make them out of paper, too. Okay, paper, yeah. yeah the old paper straws, yeah. like the, the old uh, right. pixie sticks. And they're trying to do this with... Uh, so they're trying to get like chain restaurants like McDonald's and, yeah. and uh, Burger King and IHOP. Right. I like those old paper straws. Tacos. It makes me think of uh, Penny Candy and, uh, you know... Penny Candy. Is that that stripper from yeah. St. Louis? Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, I remember Penny Candy. Don't tell my wife. You know. Many times I played ping pong with her and I lost. <laughs> I have no idea what I couldn't tell where the balls yeah, are coming I, from. Yeah, I couldn't tell you know, where, where the next coming. one was coming from, man. Yeah, she had a serve, all right, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know, I, you know, I saw a study about marriage the other day. Oh God! <laughs> and I uh, thought, well, okay, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I guess it was in the Atlantic or something. And uh, don't tell our nation that you're a reader, Renee. Don't no, I, tell them you're reading I, the I, nation. I, I can I can read. No, okay, okay, go ahead. I can read me some some magazines. Uh, now I was reading it on my phone, of course. I don't actually have a subscription to the Atlantic, although I'd like to get one. My birthday's coming up. Um, but so they were saying that uh, apparently it doesn't matter how long people have been together when they get married, but changes occur personality-wise when you get married. And I didn't. This still I don't understand how this happens. But they were saying, you know, like five uh, five things that that occur to to both men and women at the same rate and and it doesn't matter whether well they only they they didn't uh examine any same sex couples this was only heterosexual couples that they but so these all, are people who have like been dating but and of, for years people and of got, all different ages all different ethnic backgrounds uh-huh. they all tested the same way that uh yeah, it didn't matter how long you'd been together before you got married, but once you got married, these things occurred at pretty consistent rates. And one of the the most prominent ones is that there was an increase in in uh, farting. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. Okay, uh, they didn't even mention that at all. <laughs> okay, um, in uh, an increase in. Um, people's level of disagreement like your your people became less agreeable after they were married huh now i would have thought the opposite that you know you would once you know you, all right buddy trouble never ends baby yep but the struggle continues 
so yeah, so there's an increase in uh, in in the the uh, level of disagreement in 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 people, and I thought, well, you know that you would expect that people would be more accommodating to each other, but maybe I don't know, maybe people feel like they have to um, uh, stake out their territory more, you know, to to keep from losing their their sense of self. I don't know. Well, no, I, I'd love to read this article. It sounds sounds really intriguing, but I, I kind of I could see that. I could see that someone, you know, um, some couples. I, I think I'm a, a, maybe a good percentage of couples who get married, and after a few years, the disagreements start to more and more happen because um, I'm right. No, I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. So that's basically what this article was talking about. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's what they're talking about. Like to me, uh, that just seems like you're setting yourself up for, for torture. You know, you just have to give up, you know, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the key to it. You well, know, we what? have an episode a few weeks ago called giving up. Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, yeah so it's a call. I, um, I, I think I've been married now. God, what is it? About 13 years. Yeah. And, I think for me personally, I've given up on a lot of things, but there's there's always a few things that I'm just going to say, uh-uh, I'm right about this. Sure. Yeah, I'm right about this. Sure. Well, know. that's the cool thing about, about giving up is that if when you, when your normal is, is acquiescence, then, you know, you always have that resistance in your holster. You haven't used it up too much. You know, you always got that chambered and then, so it actually has some impact when you do offer some resistance it's taken seriously it's not like okay well that's you do this all the time so i'm going to continue mm-hmm. to push back you actually get to say no here's here's where the line so is so let me ask you a question though in this mm-hmm. article you read were there like did they uh did they keep in mind like the the amount of children that were in the families and the, the sex of the children because yeah, I mean, because there are guys i know guys who have like four girls and a wife right so it's like it's like it's a lot of estrogen. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. So there's only so much you can give up. Where you yeah. just have, and those are the guys I think who have like man caves. Oh or, yeah, they just retreat, yeah. hide. <laughs> or, or, yeah, they have man caves or trap doors. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> with the sharks swimming underneath. <laughs> exactly. You know, <laughs> Mr. Bond, welcome. You know that kind of stuff. I, I'd like to read this. I mean. I could see, you know, well, they say, you know, for better, for worse. That's one of the big lines when you commit to all this well, kind of stuff. thankfully, or else I'd be, um, my, my wife would have gotten rid of me a long time ago. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. I think you and I are both in the same position where we feel like our wives kind of saved our lives in, in, in a certain sense. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, well, I, you uh, know. Yeah, and yeah. God, what a, what a, what a uh, gift to humanity that was. Right, look at us now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, yeah, we're yeah, troubled yeah. so much that we have to leave the house. Yeah, to, to, uh, to go uh, to, to, <laughs> to actually do a broadcast and grieve our, you know, air our grievances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh-huh. honey, no, if you're listening, um, you are. Love you what deeply. What the fuck is on my. <laughs> I would say it's a cockroach, but it's actually not. And you would, in New Orleans, you would expect that to be a cockroach. It's crawling across Manny's uh, notebook. Notepad, yeah. He's, he looks like he's distressed, though. He looks like he's got problems. Looks troubled. He's, he's, he's definitely, <laughs> definitely troubles. Especially when Might I smash his, it right his now. Legs. Yeah, this is fascinating. Um, yeah. So, uh, well, I'd like to read it, uh, the Atlantic. Um, but I, I oh God, you know, I remember like 
growing up, you know, I had uh, two brothers, two sisters, and we grew up in a very small house, uh-huh. very small house. And my dad... Like a dollhouse? Like that, that size? <laughs> it was Barbie's house. Barbie's house. <laughs> it was Barbie's. Barbie Beach House? Barbie's Beach House. And I lived in the car, <laughs> the, in the sand buggy, in the, in the sand buggy, whatever they dune call buggy. it. The dune buggy. The dune buggy, yeah. <laughs> I lived in that, in the back seat, you know, you know, with... Uh, I had a picture, one of, a centerfold of one of my dad's Playboys that I hid under my pillow, you know. Anyway, um, I digress. Your small house. Yeah, yes. it's a very small house. And I remember um, my dad, may he rest in peace, he, uh, he, you know, he was one of those guys who got home from his nine-to-five job, read the paper, had two beers before dinner. Beat the shit out of you. <laughs> no, and if he sorry. Did, well, no, he didn't. No. <laughs> He's a nice guy. Yeah. I've never heard about him. <laughs> yeah, he seemed, yeah, I guess. Yeah, gentle no, no, no. soul. Yeah, he was yeah, gentle. Yeah. He was a gentle soul. Gentle giant. Yeah. Anyway, until he put his fist to the wall, no. <laughs> just blowing off steam, man. Just blowing off steam. Um, but um, yeah, and, and and then I remember there were just times where it's like uh, he'd just be reading the paper, having his you know after work beer, and and of course, you know, I find this I find this in every relationship I've ever had with any woman. You know, I've had a lot. I've had a lot. I mean, okay. I've been married 13 years. I've had relationships two, three years, six months. I, you know, I've, sure. been with, I've been with a lot of women. Right, right. A lot of women. And some dudes. Yeah. <laughs> just, just to switch it up. Well, there was those two months I lived in San Francisco. That I, I, yeah. I don't really recall much. Yeah. But anyway, I, I find that... You don't want to. <laughs> I find that um, you get home sometimes... And this is something I think that's been historical for, for hundreds of thousands of years, that the women, the wife or the girlfriend or the mistress or whoever, they just want to talk about their day. Sure. You know? And that, to me, can sometimes, for a guy who's been working all day, it just sets them off. <laughs> <laughs> you know? They just want to talk about their day. And, but, see, I don't let that get to me anymore. No, I can't. used to. I really? used to let that get to me. It was just like, you know what? It sounds like a horrible day you had. You know, I, you know. Yes, yes, dear. Yes. Well, you know, here, here's the the disconnect between men and women. Is women tell their problems to men, and men want to tell them what the solutions to those problems are. And they that's won't take not, their advice. That's, well, that's not what a woman wants to hear. Right. She doesn't want to hear you fix her problems. She right. just wants you to listen to her problems. It's hard for a man because we're, we're kind of hardwired to, you know, to go into a problem-solving mode. And, you know, that's no, right. just looking you know, for some I empathy. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. Yeah. yeah but that's I, part of... of of being married, part of understanding what it takes to be in a relationship is you learn those things. You know, after the after the first thousand times they go, no, I don't want you to fix this. Then finally go, oh, okay, no, I, I now I know you don't want me to fix this. You just want me to listen. Well, then again, it's like, well, then why are you telling me this? So, so what is the point? Of, I, I just just to sit there and go, yes, dear, yeah, yes, that's dear, it, man, just empathy. Yes. That's that's all you got to do. But man. see, it would be so much better if it was like the days of Archie Bunker when he, he just, just come home, ding bat, <laughs> you know, you, you forgot my Twinkie, <laughs> my lunch, 
you know, that kind of stuff. Anyway, <laughs> we're getting on a subject that could really, really, I could really go off on it. Oh, really? Someday I will. Okay. Uh, but right. maybe not tonight. Okay. I, I can save that for another time. Yeah. No, but I understand. I understand. I mean, I, I've, I love my wife. I love my mistresses. I love my family. Sure. Uh, I don't love Women my... Women are great. <laughs> Women are great, you know, and... Uh, um, I, 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 you know, I could really go into some really crude jokes, but I'm not going to yeah, right no, now. No, let's keep it classy. Yeah, yeah, we'll keep it classy. Yeah, exactly. You keep it classy, you know. <laughs> you know, on your way to Whore Island. Whore <laughs> Island. No, that's. I'm stealing material now. Okay. <laughs> uh, All right. Now, I have one more thing I want to talk about, unless you want to close it. Uh, well, go ahead. What time is it? Because I, uh, I got yeah, We have know, time? Yeah, yeah. We got time for another one. Okay. I don't up. know. Maybe I told you this already. Uh, you, you say that a lot. I know because I have a really bad memory. Yeah, well, you really keep notes. It's, uh, I, I do, but look at them. Yeah, I look know. At them. Well, <laughs> well, you know, you got to keep... Look at them, you know. Yeah, it looks like you're I need trying to keep notes. Keep yeah, them a little better. Yeah, I guess so. I, uh, okay, okay, here, okay, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here it is. Okay. All right. I don't know if I said this before. If I did, stop me. Okay. Maybe I said it last week. I can't remember. Last week was such a blur. Um, do you notice living in the... I mean, you grew up here. You grew up here. But I've yes. noticed in the last... Especially when I moved here, the first five years that I've lived here. And I, I see it all the time still to this day where I, I, I meet a guy through a friend or a friend or a family member or whatever who I could swear is gay. You okay. Know, a guy, a man. Right. Who is just like very like... Until he won't let you blow him, and then you realize that he's not. <laughs> no, wh- oh, okay. where he—he's just Getting like he's—he—he he talks with you know with like Truman Capote, right? And he's got mannerisms of uh, you know Elton John, right? But then all of a sudden, like you meet his wife and kids. Uh-huh. Uh huh. No, that's a thing. That's a thing. That's those people are gay. They are gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I've never felt. I've never seen it until I moved here. I've never seen it until I moved. Yeah, here. Yeah, no, it's kind of a southern archetype in a way. It's, it's it? actually accepted here. Yeah, it's like a standard kind of deal. And you, I, I know exactly what you mean. I, I, I can think of five people right off the top of my head that fit that bill. That you could swear were just yeah, no, gay. They, they, you're right. No, they are absolutely. You know, um, now whether they're. Uh, practicing, whether they're actually, you know, denying their true selves or not, or it's just keeping it on the down low, who knows? It's not right. none of my business. You know, I always say, uh, you know, on the subject of, of everything, including, you know, relationships, uh, your orientation, whatever drugs you want to take, I don't care what anybody else puts in their mouth. That's up to you. Right. That is, that is, uh, that concept now, it, 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 it should be a cornerstone of American law that, you know, we are sovereigns over our own bodies. Now, that's a principle that the nation was founded on. We've lost our way along, uh, you know, along the, the path here. And now we have a lot of laws where people are, are the laws are um, suggested that they're going to protect you from yourself. Yeah. But that's ridiculous. So... But do you think that down here in the South, where it's very, you know, uh, uh, like, see, I could see guys it, where I'm from in the West Coast, it, it'd be like, you know, I'm going out. I'm sorry, honey, I'm gay. 
you know, I'm gay. Right. I'm sorry we had three kids together. I'll still support you all, blah, blah, but I'm gay. I'm moving out, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, but do you think it's because of the uh, just the Southern mentality down here? Is it because of the religious yeah. uh, conservatism that, you know? Yes. Yeah, I think that there is there's a certain um, conservative... Uh, you know, milieu that that everyone feels feels um, bound to. You know, a lot of these people come from families that are you know somewhat prominent, right. and uh, you know older families where. And it's it's not just that; it's it's that there's a, the model exists already, that it's it's a thing. So they they realize, oh, okay, well, I could do this. You know, I could not break my mother's heart, or I could try right. to you know live this charade. Which is I love to say it like that, charade <laughs> instead of charade. I think that charade is well, that, an acceptable pronunciation, but well, that's kind of sounds gay. way more gay. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> which is why I like to say it like that. Okay, um, go on with your charade. <laughs> so, you know the the charade is 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 acceptable here. It's um, you know it's it's a. It's it's something that they've seen in uh, practiced by others. They think, okay, well, that's a possible path for me. You know, I can okay. I can have a family. I can have it all. You know, <laughs> so it's a safety net. In yeah, a way. yeah. It's like, well, okay, I can stay in good with the family. I can have children. children. My my parents can have grandchildren. They'll be happy. But I can sneak out at like I, once a month. And, yeah, you know, you I can know. still go suck a dick, and uh, you know. As long as I'm smart about it, you know, we can have a nice, lovely life. And people will give me a, people won't give me a hard time They'll about it. They'll give you a pass. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, so it's, uh, it's, it's part of the rich tapestry that we call Southern living, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm moving. No. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know after this, after this conversation. <laughs> no. Oh, good. I'm glad you answered this question because it just wasn't me. You know, it's just yeah, not, no, no, it's, I, no, it's not me know, either. But uh, no, it's not me. But I just noticed it over the years. It's just like, uh, uh, really, something seems off. Yeah, I know. something seems off here. I, you know, I go to these, I go to a bat mitzvah, and I see this, and I go to a a wedding reception, or I yeah, or I, I get kicked out of a party, go for tea, or, you know, <laughs> you know, I mint go, juleps. You know, it's like no. well, the whole seersucker suit. You think about it, you know, that's. <laughs> It's, it just goes with, <laughs> with that, you know. I never thought of that. That's you know, so fucking if true. You, if you show up at a party with seersucker suit and white shoes on, you yeah. probably have a boyfriend on the side. I don't know. That's just me. I'm just, I'm just, just taking a wild guess. And they are hundred percent cotton, aren't they? Oh well, they're very, they're very breathable. It's a mm-hmm. nice suit. No, yeah. I'm, no, I like them. I yeah. like them. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you oh, got that with the white point. shoes, yeah, with the white shoes, you're really, you're really coming right up to the line. You might yeah. be stepping over it. Yeah, I don't know. you're coming up to bat. You know, for the other team. Uh, you know, it, it just, it kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's a causal relationship. I just think there's a correlation, perhaps. Well, I'm glad you answered this question because it's been on my mind for years. Yeah, yeah just, weigh in, Troubled Nation. Uh, you know, write yeah. write to us what you think about it. Uh, you know, Troubled Men podcast. Especially those at, Russians. At, uh, <laughs> those uh, Russians, let us know what yeah, you yeah. think. Yeah, all right, Boris. Uh, yeah, yeah, be- become a part of the conversation. You know, if you yeah. uh, you know g- respond to the uh, Troubled Men, give us your thoughts. Uh, send us, uh, you know. Pictures of naked pictures of your wives. We'll uh, we'll talk about them on the uh, on the Are podcast. Those Russian porn stars. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're, you're naked oh. pictures of, of other people's wives. You can I send w- me. It's I, fine. 
I, you know, I was thinking about, I was listening to one of our broadcasts because, or my wife was, and she talked about the whole thing about, remember how you had said about uh, getting people to drink, you know, bleach or whatever. (laughs) The bleach challenge. The bleach challenge. But then you said the thing about... The Drano challenge. But then I started thinking about actually yesterday um, about... The whole thing about um, going to the uh, the phone place, going to a certain phone company, right, 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 and saying I want a new phone or whatever, uh-huh. and keep keep screaming about the porn. <laughs> yeah, the now porn. is my my all my porn's gonna yeah. gonna transfer yeah. to the new phone, right? And they keep going, oh, your data's fine. So no, I'm not worried about the data. <laughs> I don't care. Can you uh, keep can saying you all make, my stuff. Yeah. I'm not, I don't care about all uh, yeah, my yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I got I got some. Yeah, and I was thinking about right. that. It's a good I'm bit, thinking right? that. Oh, I'm thinking. You know what? Um, because you know why I was thinking about it because I'm living like we're living like hoarders now because we're still doing this construction in our house uh-huh. so I've got tons of stuff in the front of the house tons of stuff in the middle of the house and I was looking I was laying on the couch and I saw uh, the camera that we filmed our movie with okay. our, our mockumentary the, the porn ca- oh, oh okay. <laughs> the, the run for mayor mockumentary oh that camera okay yeah that camera and it's in the case I'm looking at it going man It'd be fun to go into one of these phone places with that camera, you know? <laughs> Big giant camera. <laughs> and film this. I know, it's a huge camera. It's a huge <laughs> camera. But wouldn't it be funny? I mean, it would be like so, you know, not discreet whatsoever, no. you know? Just, just like, and just like get the reaction of the people working there going, what the fuck are these cameras here for? <laughs> Where we could easily do it with a phone, right, you know, right. hiding under my collar, <laughs> yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. You know, we could easily do it with a phone, but to come in with a huge camera that had that big mic, you right. know, mic on top of it, and me just sitting there going, what about the porn? Are you going to save my porn? I've asked you four or five times now. Now, I wonder if they'd be laughing super hard or, or if they'd be calling the police. Well... <laughs> Depends on who you who the person was, you right. know. So you find yeah. the, what their their uh, humor quotient was. Right. I mean, but I think that I think that's like just a that's a mockumentary right there in itself. Yeah, we might have to do it. You know, if we if we uh, you know you know get get a little bit more involved in this, maybe we'll start shooting some uh, some on location bits, and right. uh, we can you know post them on our Instagram. Excellent. Which is uh, Troubleman Podcast on Instagram. And you can, yeah, and we're out there. So uh, like us and love us, and mm. we'll be back. Uh, Friend us and favorite us and retweet us. Okay, I'm done. All right. So all right, uh, trouble never ends, nation. Remember that. But the struggle continues. The struggle continues. Good night. Mm-hmm.